Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. <laughs> Morning, guys. Ma- Max was ready to kick the field goal. Time out. Time out. Yeah, you know, there was that long pause in the production. I thought, oh, no, wait, there's more. But you know what? I got to say. Great production on the way in. It does seem, you know, it's anecdotal. I get it. But it does seem that it it, it does rain more on Tuesdays. I really think Alan Yates was on to something here. I mean, it's a bigger theory. Alan, would you like to dive into the bigger theory? Is it governmental oh control? What is it really? You, know, you can't they, let you got to let Yates man. talk just enough to sound. <laughs> oh, there's something to it, but if don't don't let him don't give him too much rope. Now, go hey, ahead, Yates. Hey, Max, they already told us they like confirmed that they control the weather. So no. all those thunderstorms last night that was shaking houses. Uh, yeah, Why no, do you I think mean, the government wants it between, to rain on Tuesday? Ask ask the pigeons because we don't know. Well, is that and then you know to add to <laughs> the New York conspiracy theorists, like you don't see any baby pigeons. That's not true. I have seen them. I Jay, years the last time you saw some the government let me see some baby pigeons recently because I think I probably said it on the air right, and then they let me see some supposedly what by happenstance like? just to throw me off their case. It's like the phone was listening to you. Great like little pigeons. Have you seen a firefly lately? Like the lightning bugs. See. Not recently, no. Last summer, I saw a couple. A couple. Yeah, they used to be around more. As a kid, you're like, oh, there's thousands of fireflies. Now you see a couple. Might that be because when you're a kid, you might be out and about a little bit more in 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 nature. Even if you go in and park and you go at least see one of them Jones, you would think floating Mm -hmm. around. I haven't seen that. I don't know what's going on. Floating around. around. (laughs) Yeah, but you're not out at night. Yeah, we're always out. No, I'm always out in, with my kids the, at night. In, well, you, yeah, you're in the burbs. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I never, I haven't seen a firefly in two years. Hmm. Maybe there's an issue with fireflies. Look it up. It's been a grip, man. I got some. I need answers. Everything is the government. Y'all are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But, uh, you, but what, is, first of all, stay hey, off the internet. That's well, what do you mean? Yeah, that's like, the main thing. Internet you're detectives. Going, you're going internet detectives. Just stay off the internet. Well, I mean, look how they gather all the information, though. I mean, just stop, though. What do you mean? They're trying I mean, to go to the airport. Like, put your it, retina yeah. here. We'll scan your eye. No, I don't want to scan Maybe my that's eye. That's what happened to my retina. See? Y'all. There you go. Government put hit your me with a laser. Hand. Put yeah. your handprint here. Yeah. They do it. They follow Easy you. Easy pass. Go ahead. Yeah. They want to follow you. Out of everybody in the world, they yeah, want right. to follow you. They <laughs> yes. want to know what Jay will is actually Seven doing Seven and daily. a half billion people. Oh, yeah. Come on. Got to keep you a know, track on some people. Don't Joe you? from the middle of nowhere is convinced that the government is after him. Like, what are you doing <laughs> that they want to follow yeah. you? Yeah. Like, what are you seriously I just don't doing? like them selling on my information. That's all. That's all. Let me tell you something. Don't put it in your phone. As well, your phone is listening to you. You don't even know your how to phone work is your listening phone. listening to you. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Both of you. That is true. Not only is the phone listening Turn to you, but it's updating your a face lot constantly. Of the stuff in there. See yeah. that that comment alone lets me know that you don't know how to turn off anything on no, your phone. No, I got phone. stuff that's turned off that I don't need on. What apps? 
I don't know necessarily apps. I just know how to go <laughs> in there. This is what you need to know about Keyshawn Johnson. Go into the settings and turn the stuff off. Here's what you need to know about Keyshawn Johnson. Locators and all that stuff. Key, do you have any close relatives who do not own a cell phone who are adults? Not anymore. I guarantee. I guarantee you, Key's location is on his phone. I guarantee you, it's on. No, it's not. Let me see your phone. I guarantee your location is on. Go to the settings and go to location. Hold on. Speaking of locations. Guaranteed What's Damian up. Lillard's location going to be when the season starts? Okay, let's see. Location. <laughs> yeah, Damian Lillard's location, it's going to yeah. be Portland. Really? You think so? Oh, when the season starts. When the season starts. I think it's going to be Miami. Me too. I think Aaron Goodwin goes in there yesterday and had that conversation. Impressive. Well, it's not impressive. I told you. I'm, I don't need you tracking me. But uh, it, it's. I would think it's going to be Miami. It's at the point in time in his career as great as he's been, as great as he's been to Portland and in, in, in that environment, in that region and all those sort of things, he's at a stage in his career where he's made all the money. Now it's time to chase. It's time to chase the ring. Because if you sit in Portland, it's a young team. They ain't bringing it they to gotta you. They got to do him justice, Jay. It's not like he's in his fifth year and he's saying, I want out of Portland. They understand. They, re- they would respect that. And I think – Many people want to see him, and many people with basketball fans and basketball savants and things of that nature, they want to see him go have an opportunity to really go chase one. And, and by the way, Jay, I, I, I'm with it. He's 33. He's been completely loyal to Portland, but I don't think you can build up all that equity and shoot it just to marginally increase your chance. If you're going to say, I want to move, you got to go somewhere where you realistically can win a championship. That's Miami. Isn't it Miami? You're going to say Brooklyn? No, I'm going to say Portland. Really? I Look, man, Dame is cut from such a different cloth. And I, I know people are, are getting annoyed um, because it, it always seems like there's something that they want him to leave Portland or he wants to put pressure on the organization to surround him with pieces to win. But I do think Dame and, – and, look, there's all these reports that came out over the weekend about Dame doesn't want to be paired up with the big three – he just wants a chance. He wants to have a chance. I think Dame rather have that chance in Portland than go somewhere else. Probably. So the thing don't is, have a chance. listen, if you're if you're Joe Cronin, you have these picks. Can you get a guy like Draymond Green? Can you re-sign a guy like Jeremy Grant? I'm not saying that is all the answers, but can you start surrounding Dame with some pieces that give him a fighting chance? for him to stay in Portland. Because I do believe at the end of the day, Dame wants to stay in Portland. I yeah, wanna, staying in I Portland, do. OJ, and surrounding him with pieces to stay in Portland, and you said it at the same time, is not getting giving him a fighting chance. But, but I, I, will say, I will say that I want to get to, I want to get to MB, but I will say this. Usually, like if you get to Chris Paul stage of your career, you win a championship, it's not the same as when, if you did it when you were no, the Chris Paul, not, right? No, 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 that's not true. Hold on. It's not the same in terms of the way people remember you. Yeah, Isaiah yeah, Thomas remembered differently than no, Jason Kidd. If you're playing, you're, if you are playing and you're not just a, a guy on the team. Well, that's what I'm saying about Lillard. Lillard has a chance to do something maybe unique where even if he's not at the height of his powers – by the time they get there, if they build right and he stays there the whole time and eventually he's still a good starting player and they win, that would be something – has that ever been done before by, by a superstar? Where, where toward to the end. back end of his career, he never left and eventually they built it up and he won one You know, within the last couple of years of his career? Only, I can't only think of one. The only person I can really think of is John Elway in football. That's right, really right. But he, yeah. had gone, but he had gone to He had gone to them, yeah. I just don't, I don't see Dame as a ring chaser. 
I don't. But it's not about chasing I, the ring. I, it's about Portland being able to get agreed. the type of players that it would take to win a championship, even come out of the West, let alone win a championship. But see, I don't even think – I think Dame just wants to have a fighting opportunity. I don't right. think he wants the odds to be stacked in his favor. I just think he wants Portland to show him that they're in on helping him have a chance to get there. So while we wait for him to decide his future – are the 76ers going to force Joel Embiid to be the next superstar to ask for a trade? The Knicks, the Lakers. Hold on, everyone, calm down. Here's Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter on Get Up on what could happen if the Sixers don't get out of the second round. They don't get to the conference finals, okay? Listen to Nick. It's not going to be a question about Harden. The question that is bubbling underneath the surface is, what happens with Embiid? If they bring Harden back and they say, all right, let's try it one more time. We've got Nick Nurse in here, Doc's out, change of pace, change of voice, and they still get knocked out in the second round. At what point does Joel Embiid stand up and go, you know what, guys? It's just not going to work here. And I can tell you a team right here, right now, that would love nothing more than to package every asset they got to go and land Joel Embiid in the future. And it's the Knicks. What? <laughs> Boy, y'all like selling it to Knicks, huh? Well, Jay? Well, traditionally, the Knicks always get the big uh, su- available superstar, of course. That's why they have 17 championships. Wait a minute. That's not the Knicks. What Jay? Do you think, Jay? I mean, we, we, we've been talking about this. So we, we've, we've been saying this for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. When is Joel and B going to get impatient with the way the organization is run? I, it would be hard for me if I were Darren Morey not to run everything through Joel Embiid. It's hard for me to think that Joel Embiid has not had a say at the table for every decision that has moved forward so he can have a level of accountability. Mm -hmm. I I don't see Joel Embiid moving because I think Joel Embiid has a seat at the table with a voice that carries a lot of weight in how this organization is moving forward. Mm. I do. Is it a mistake to bring – you're saying – okay, so Harden is the question of the moment. Embiid, of everyone in sports, Embiid wins a championship. He he will be remembered – he has done things already, like his last season he just had. It's historically ridiculous, right? If you, it's in the context of your league. If it, it was similar to what Wilt Chamberlain did. It's just the league is different now, so the point totals won't be the same. But his, his point per minute, per possession, all that kind of stuff, the efficiency, the defense, it's ridiculous. You bring Harden back? I think, well, if he opts out of his deal, I mean – how long does he have to opt out? Uh, I think mean? until Thursday. So Thursday. I think until Thursday. Um, he waits. He always waits to the end, right? Well, he opt did. in, opt out. So, like, the reality, though, is he opts out. I don't know how you don't bring him back. Like, un- unless you're able to sign a guy like Fred Van Bleet, But, like, at the same time, like, if if you're having these meetings between Harden and Joel and B, like, they have true chemistry. So, I think you try to bring him back on a team-friendly deal. You know, I, I don't know if James Harden is going to allow you to do that. How many team-friendly deals is he going to take? Well, he took a team-friendly deal to help you get here in the first place. That's what so, I'm saying. So that, now you, you want know, him to do it again? At some point, he you going like, to pay him a, a supermax? But at some point, the problem you, you see, they're already trying to move Tobias to Harris. That. You saw what they were trying to move Tobias Harris for. I don't think anybody's going to bite on that. So the Sixers come one bounce away from Kawhi, that shot not going in, they advance and maybe win a championship that year with what happened to Golden State, right? NBA Stats sent out a tweet 
What if you could have a player with, this is Embiid in the playoffs, playoff LeBron efficiency, playoff Kobe scoring, playoff Shaq rebound percentage, playoff Duncan block and steal percentage, playoff Duncan and LeBron plus minus, and playoff Steph on off. That's Embiid. Right? Like it's both ends of the floor. It's ridiculous. You gotta put the right pieces around this guy. Well, you, you they need, gotta figure it out. You need Maxi to be that. You need Maxi yeah. to be your second prolific score. Yeah, and by the like way, James he's Harden so young to be this good when already. He is an assist guy. He's a let me set guys up, give you a game here or there. The problem is he knows his value, and the problem is he also put Philly in the corner. He knows he has leverage. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Has the process worked? 888-SAY-ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. But has the process worked is the question in Philly. Whether or not you like it. They, they took advantage of the rules, which rewards bad teams with draft picks. Joe Fortenbaugh, who's ESPN Radio host, of course, Fitz and Harry. You heard him coming in, but let's listen again about what he thinks of the process in Philly. The franchise has never gotten away from their losing culture. This entire process started by losing. Hey, everyone, Hmm. stick with us here. We're going to do a ton of losing, but don't worry. Once we're done losing, we're going to start winning. I don't think that's how you can build a culture. As far away as they've tried to get from trust the process, all that early losing and tanking, they're still the losing stench in that organization. And they, as a culture and as a franchise, cannot get past it. And you see that every year in the conference semis when they can't raise their game. They don't have the toughness. They were not outplayed in game six by the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. They completely fell apart in the last six minutes of that game, cost them from advancing. I told I to- like <laughs> a real sour fan. I totally disagree with I, that. Yeah. I totally disagree. I remember when Villanova couldn't win a championship until they won a championship. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Like, and, and Jay Wright, always, it's like these narratives always exist for certain teams. Like, they, they get so close, and they just can't get over the hump. And then all of a sudden, they win a championship, and now all of a sudden, Jay Wright, years later, is considered one of the greatest coaches college basketball has ever seen. It's funny how that narrative changed but very quickly. But, 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 the, but I was just listening to Joe right there and about the toughness and this, that. Toughness had nothing to do with the – Ball bouncing eight times before it went into the hoop. Yeah, and they probably win the chip that year. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, yeah. But, but like, really, I think it's the opposite of what he said. The process was working so well. 
because they were like, we're not going to tank for a year or two. We're going to tank for like five years. We're going to get every draft pick. And then once we have all this capital, it's like you roll a boulder up to the top of the hill. That's all potential energy once it gets to the top. Then it's kinetic energy when you throw it down, right? It starts rolling down. They were rolling it up. And what the league saw was, uh uh-oh, not that it wasn't working. This is going to work, and it's going to incentivize other teams to do the same thing. And we can't have a league where half the teams are tanking for five years. So remember what happened. Hinky was there. The league pressured them to put Colangelo in. Colangelo made several bad moves, spending all that capital they built in draft picks poorly, unwisely. But there was so much of it, they're still a good team, no. just not as good as they might have been. They, they made some mistakes, Jay, from a personnel standpoint. Letting guys get away, drafting Ben Simmons, doing stuff like that. Yeah. And Ben Simmons was okay there for a while. He was great at he first. He was fine at first. But then when you allow Jimmy Butler to get away, you make a decision to let him walk out of the door. All of those sort of things is why the process hasn't gotten him a championship. Colangelo. They brought, they slammed Colangelo. They forced him down their throats, and they did it in a way not because they were afraid the process wasn't going to work. They were afraid it was going to work. What does that do to the league? They couldn't have it. So they put, them, they put Philly in a worse situation than they should have been in. If they leave Hinky alone, then eventually, when he's ready to make the move, or if you don't think it's him, the team goes and brings in the right person to pull the trigger on those moves. Phillies, they are a powerhouse, but they're even better. And then no one's saying, oh, the process didn't work. They, the process but wasn't allowed they to work. They won a lot of games. Yeah, and they're really good. I mean, I see nothing. I mean, look, I, do fans get frustrated with Philadelphia? Sure they do. I mean, but I, this team has all the makings of a team that can win an NBA championship. Yeah, right, they're not, right. They're not like if Embiid doesn't get hurt a couple of times, you're looking at a different scenario. Or as Key said, if they just instead like, of Tobias and, Harris and Ben Simmons, they're like Jimmy Butler. They yeah, probably already and, won. But by the way, I mean, <laughs> with all due respect to Jimmy Butler, the reason why Jimmy Butler is able to work is because of the environment set by Pat Riley. And Eric Spoelstra. But what was wrong right? with the environment in Philly? With I'm him? just no, I'm not saying. But like, look at the other environments. Minnesota. Look at what happened, even in Chicago with Tom Thibodeau. Right? Like, it takes a certain personality for certain players to actually be built the right way. But that's right. You know but what I mean? When you so look like, at you Minnesota, think, he didn't vibe with Cat, right? But he vibed with Embiid. Do you think if if he's on that team with Doc Rivers, do you don't do you think Doc gives him some of that same I don't know, uh, leadership that maybe he got in Miami? Potentially. But I'm not sure how ownership deals with that, too. Like, you know, and, and how all that factors in together. Like, Jimmy's cut from a different claw. Jimmy is not for everybody, y'all. But There's he was a reason for why Embiid. he's been around two different teams. Like, Jimmy feels like he's more the personality that Joel Embiid will follow. Yeah. And the, the question is right now, you know, does Joel Embiid follow James Harden or is James Harden following Joel Embiid? I actually think it's the former, right? Like it's that's kind of the problem a little bit. So from a league guard perspective, has the process in Philly worked? I would argue the process wasn't even allowed to work, but it was so good that it's as Key says, kind of working how anyway. Long, how long working. do you need the process to? How long did you need? They that needed to to, the to league go, needed not to put pressure on them to to pull out the GM that was doing his job Look, and put man, in a GM that didn't know what he was doing. They were a bad and Jerry team. Jerry Colangelo? Yeah, Colangelo didn't know what he was doing. But they were a bad team, Jay. They were losing, right? So they got I their draft picks, they drafted people, and they've been in the playoffs literally every single year since they've been good. Literally. That worked. Just hasn't delivered a championship. 
if they would have grabbed Daryl Morey, if they're like, all right, enough, Hinky, let's go get Daryl Morey, I bet you they, they would have won two already. Jess in Philly. You're on KJM. What do you think of the process, Jeff? Hey, you guys doing? First time, long time. Um, I think the process is like um, – I love. I'm a fan of the process. I, I think that it's gotten us – as far as we've gotten, I don't think any other situation would have gotten us any further. I agree with what you're saying, Max. Um, it's like when you got a, a – you have a, a a field of plants. You're, you're you're planting seeds, and you get that that gardener, and you fire that gardener. Yeah. The next gardener's not going to know what to do with those those seeds. Yeah. Well. Um. That Colangelo is is um. He didn't he didn't know what he was doing, and it, it's frustrating because you know a seed like Ben Simmons developed, and you know if they're going by the plan that Hinky is had laid out, um. Then they should have taken care of Ben Simmons by the plan, and that's what they did, and that obviously was the wrong move, and we chose Ben over Jimmy, and I think that was the problem with the process. Um, I don't think the process – it's like a 15-year plan, you know what I mean? And well, I don't, you can't wait 15 years. You can't wait 15 years. That's too – but uh, the league could not have so, so, half the teams tanking five years in a row, so they stepped in basically is how I view the events. As long as that big dog is there, the process is working for me. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had – Philly has had four 50-win seasons over the last six years. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, six, seven years. I mean, come on, man. One, one season they have 49. They finished top three or four in the East over That's this entire saying, period of time. Like, what are people talking That's about? That's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I, I you're hear what winning. people are saying. Like, you're close and you're trying to get over the hump. By the way, like it, it, Rome wasn't built in one day, so there's a process, right? Like Milwaukee won their first one in 50 years because of Giannis. Like so, but and, like with the exception of that, like it's been Golden State, it's been Miami with these big three. Like, they haven't made a final. But you got to think, think what, though, Jake. I hear Boston's made one final. We live in the microwave world. People want it instantly. Yeah, they set in tank for whatever four or five years or whatever they were doing. People expected when they came out of that to win a championship. And by the way. They came but close already when you really look at events. They could still win one. And I'm saying if, if, if Brian Colangelo doesn't get in there, I think they probably already would have won at least one. All right. 888-SAY-ESPN. The Hawks made a trade yesterday. But should they consider moving Trey Young? KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Guys, Hawks traded a good player yesterday. <clears throat> John Collins. They've been this, trying to trade John Collins for like five years. Yeah, but, but he played this year. <laughs> he was on the court this year. Should they consider trading Trey Young, Jay? Well, Max, it, it, leads, it leads to the question, Key. What? This is the question. Is he going to the Lakers? <laughs> oh, God. Somebody should tweet that out. Keyshawn said that Trey Young is headed to the Lakers. Well, you had Victor Wimbanyama going to the yeah, Lakers. I had, yeah, I did. had the Victor Wimbanyama going to the Lakers. You got to give him that some time, though. <laughs> yeah, well, he did. He gave, right. him, he gave him four. He's like, in five years, he'll be yeah, a Lakers. And then it, That's it, what Key said. Six. Six. Dumb, Six. Key, dumb Keyshawn says he's going to the Lakers after four or five oh, years. Oh, did you make that headline? He did puts everybody in the Lakers. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, I could put about? Jay on the Lakers right now. Somebody <laughs> would tweet it out. He says Jay's coming out of retirement and going to the Lakers. You mean the fourth best college basketball player of the last 25 years? It's ridiculous, though. As soon as you say something Jay like will. that, people are so – I, I wish it was that easy. I, I really do. Wish right. was, I could just go buy some beachfront property in Arizona and sell it to them. But just, what, what's going to happen with Trey Young? Well, you're going to hold – I mean, Atlanta's going to hold on to Trey Young. It doesn't make sense to let him go now. Now, look, you go back. Landry Fields is their new general manager. There's been a lot of movement in the front office – Obviously, Travis Slink, you go back to that 2019 draft. Everybody, a lot of people still feel like they should have kept Luka. The reality is, though, that they both play similar styles, right? But Trey Young is not 6'7". Like, he's more 6'1", 6'2", right? So, is that style with a new head coach and Quinn Snyder, who just came on last year, is it conducive to you winning a championship? I love Trey Young and his style of play. I do not think Trey Young could be your number one, though, for him to win a championship. I see Trey Young more as a number two or a number three in a different system where he can't be so ball dominant, which is one of the reasons why John Collins wanted to leave. Like, it's not a style that I find sexy to play with, right, where you're waiting around, waiting for the ball to come to you instead of more of a continuity offense in which I do feel like Trey Young would be more successful as relates to team success. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key for Trey. But why why do people you say feel like they should have kept Luca when Trey Young and Luca essentially it's the same thing in terms of where they've been in their careers and having the success, right? Luca took his team to the Western Conference Final, but Trey had deep runs in the playoffs. So I don't understand. Is it a basketball philosophy that you say, well, Trey can't win a championship with that style? He needs to either be the two or the three. Can Luka win being the one? Yeah, but, Key, there's a big difference between being knocked out in the second. Like, winning a playoff series and getting knocked out in the second round, that's the second-round treadmill that's like a well, wall. But if you get to the conference finals, to me, that's different. Like, there's a, it's hard to get to the conference finals, let alone the finals. And Luka's already been there. He's been to a conference finals. Now, he had a really good guard. Yeah, of, no of course, he had, he had help along yeah. the way to get there. But they still lost. My whole point is when you – when you're looking at the when you're looking at the two, when you're looking at both of them, right? They're comparable to me. Trey Young got to the Eastern Conference. I'm trying to remember what year was that. Yeah, when they, yeah, when they beat went, the Knicks. Knicks. Oh, you're right. I, by saying, the way, that's, so that's the that's, third time I've made, I've forgotten that why, on this but, show. But, but, I have a mental block. But that's for that. why I'm saying. What's the difference? Well, I'm just going off of what Jay let said. Me, no, there, I stand I corrected. There is. I want yeah. Jay to explain to me why. People, not you, but people feel like they should have held on to a guy that essentially is doing the same thing in the West. So that's a great question that you're posing. Absolutely. Who would you rather have? 
It depends on how I'm building. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. Who would you rather have? Okay, you thank stop you. See, think so about like, it. Come no, on. no like, because well, I well, see, well, but well, I see, no, but I see Luca ball dominant too. I, I agree, and I'm not saying there aren't issues or challenges along with Luka Doncic as well. But I think at the end of the day, you pose the question: What's the difference? Yeah, I like still, big versus small. There, mm-hmm. there you no, go. I, I, I right, do. and I like it, bigger. There, there's so once it's the pieces that you surround and the system that you put these guys in. These guys are both prolific scores. I think the weight can be carried a little bit differently. By Luca, I still think there are challenges with Luca's weight and Luca's commitment to conditioning and the right pieces around it, right? So it's the same scenario with Trey. But it does feel like if you had Trey, I know we put everybody in the Lakers, you do joking around. But like if you had a guy <laughs> like a LeBron with a guy like Trey, I think Trey would acquiesce, right? Or an AD. So once again, like what are the pieces wow, like that you Lakers allow these guys to be around all, in the system? You guys both nailed it because you said – Originally, it's the, you know you point out similarities. One guy's five six inches taller, right? Makes a world of a difference. But then, Key, you pointed out they really have done about the same the thing. Same thing. And, the, and one of the reasons I think people Sounds are cool. higher on Luca is because when a guy six seven six eight is doing I, that, I, I and there was the fanfare, even though we hadn't seen him a lot, but oh my God, he's a teenager who's dominating in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Trey Young, a lot of it is like the way he plays. You could see Steph Curry's influence. And you got to give Trey Young credit. He has the moxie. He has the guts to play that way. But he doesn't have that level of Steph Curry type talent. Well, Travis, right? do you know where Travis Slink is from? No, you're going to tell. He was originally from the Golden State Warriors staff, right? So when you understand that coming over from Golden State, drafting, making a trade for a player that is similar, similar, similar Steph, no doubt, yeah. you're trying to build out the framework around. But Steph is one on one. There's only Steph. Trey is Trey is. Talented He's as hell close. as well. He's close. But once again, system is different, right? So, like, now you have a different GM. You're trying to understand, like, which, which is the direction that Atlanta is moving. You have DeJounte Murray and Trey Young with Quinn Snyder. Now you're trying to see a different system installed around Trey. So, what do you, real quick, what do you need around Trey, Jay? You said, like, you said second or third, but what, what kind of players, describe the kind of players you'd put around Trey Young. I mean, Jalen Brown would be perfect. I mean, we talked about Jalen Brown potentially before he, he became all NBA, having a chance if he decided to be a free agent, right, to get out of the situation to go to a team like Atlanta. That's a piece I could see being what else? around Trey. So, uh, like, just ideally, Jalen Brown. Lopez. So, a, a, a stretch five with rim defense, with, with the rim protection, right? You need the right defensive pieces around him, like Josh Hart, Jalen Brown, Brooke Lopez. You need those type of pieces like, along with De- De- DeJounte Murray. But I haven't heard, other than Jalen Brown, which is kind of a similar level player, though they do different things. They're I, not, they're not similar. You think they do, that Jalen Brown is clear? Like Jalen Brown I think is they a, do completely different things. Right, but similar but, level, I'm saying, for their position. No, right? You think, think Jalen Brown's a little bit ahead? Trey Young would be the second best player on the team, maybe by a little bit? Is that all it takes, or do you need another piece on top of that? Like not just Brooke Lopez, but someone who's a level above that. To come out of the East, I mean, I, yeah. compared to what Boston has right now, I think you probably need a little bit more firepower. Do you have anyone type. in mind or type? No, of I player? don't right now. <laughs> I'm trying to because, because no, I, I don't right now. To, you like, seem to have an well, idea. No, I'm just being honest about it. like I, I don't. I haven't thought about their sheer roster construction and all the pieces they need in play to put together a championship team. But I, I am saying for it, like having. Trey Young and a DeJounte Murray as your backbone with Quinn Snyder. Like, is there additional piece with that? Potentially a Jalen Brown? 
Yeah, the reason I bring it up is because when you're at Trey Young's level, if you're saying he should be the second or third what best is, player. What are you doing, Pat? What are you Keyshawn doing? Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, reckless He's speculation. Setting you up. Yes. Well, He's setting you up. You said it. Oh, God, you said, stop. I, stop. I heard it. It was on this show minutes ago. <laughs> but the reason I ask Jay is because when you say, like, my point is it is hard to find two players better than Trey Young and both and acquire them both. So if you think that. But see, that's the same way I look at, and Jay, uh, go back to you on this. That's the same way I kind of look at Luka. He needs a couple guys. He had Brunson. But, but okay, so they. Well, yeah, they, Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith. And I mean, they, he, he and had they went Spencer, to, they had depth. And, right, they, and they, went, they played a certain style of play. And they went to the Western Conference Kleba. Final and lost. Yeah. Trey Young went to the Eastern Conference Final and lost. My whole point is, both of these guys, you need stuff around them. They all need help. But apparently so much stuff around Trey, if he's only to be the second or third best piece on the team, but why it's so all, hard why, to but, acquire that you're better off moving him, both for him and for you. But see, you but can you say the same thing for Luka? You need so much stuff around him? I think you probably need a little less because of his size. But you're right. No, no, it's a point well taken. That's just, just a feeling uh, I have. It hasn't been proven. Mm-hmm. I like Luca. I, mean, I do too. I'm just I like Trey to too. I'm just trying to understand when people outside of the size advantage over Trey. Especially since Luca's not defending. It's not how, like you how, have the size how, there for defense. You just definitively, not you, but people definitively say they would rather have this guy outside the size as if he's done so much more than Trey Young. But if I'm we just well, one player, on Trey one player Young. has been in the MVP conversation differently than Trey Young has been in the MVP conversation. Which which player would the teammates want to play with? I, I don't you know. It's hard for me. I mean, once again, I think you guys are still undermining system. No, Sy- I'm not. Like, no, I'm because I'm saying like you have two ball dominant guards yes. who like to pound out the rock. And the question is, can you win with that style system-wise? Because you need a certain caliber of player who are just – there's a reason why Jalen Brunson wanted to get out of Dallas. And now you're looking at the value that Jalen Brunson has for New York and you're saying, damn, like there's value there, right? So it goes back to the system. Can you win with that system where a guard is just ball dominant? I don't think you can as much. It's gotten close with James Harden, but it hasn't gotten over the hump, right? Yeah. Absolutely. No, the conference, guy who's the, Western Conference. Unless Arnold. you're LeBron James, but still LeBron gives the ball up early in possessions. No, I don't I can't think of anyone who has what Steph it doesn't stick, LeBron doesn't stick, not the same way as James Harden, Luka Doncic, Trey Young. Which Hall of Fame running back will key upset? <laughs> Y'all are crazy. With his top five present running. We asked this question because you had your wide receivers <laughs> list. You didn't have Justin Jefferson on. So a former Viking great Chris Carter tweeted right at you. So which Hall of Fame running back will be upset with Key this time when he leaves some present running back off his top five list? 888-SAY-ESPN. Keyshawn J. Will but first. Oh. oh, but first. That's all. But that's all. Why are you setting him up? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Prescott has had a fantastic... Windows my whole career. You want to win the Super Bowl. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's... Rank them. The top five running backs. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, it's ESPN Radio Rankham. Keys, top five running backs in the NFL. Yeah, top five running backs in the NFL. Yesterday I had the wide receivers, as you mentioned. Chris Carter tweeted at us that he was turning off the show because Justin Jefferson was in five. If I would have had six, he'd have been in six. That's just my liking. CC knows more than me because he's a Hall of Famer. Kick it off at number five. Number five. Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers. Here's a guy who rushed for 1,100 yards, averaged about 5.3 yards a carry. A couple touchdowns on the reception side. You know, when you look at when you look at him, he's a dual threat out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles on the perimeter. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can block, pick up blitz protection. Gave Green Bay an opportunity and a chance when this guy was on the offensive side of the ball for them. I like Aaron Jones sitting at five. Number four. Saquon Barkley at four. We've seen Saquon Barkley when he's in on the field for the Giants and when he's not on the field for the Giants, what the Giants look like. Max obviously would have him as number zero, higher than number one. That's right. If he had the opportunity to. 1,300-yard rusher, 4.4 yards a carry, 10 touchdowns, some of those long runs, some of those one-yard plunges, caught the ball out of the backfield, 57 grabs. We know he can do both. Dual threat. Number three. Number three, Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns, a 1,500-yard rusher despite splitting time with Kareem Hunt, okay? The offensive side of the ball didn't have Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett was a quarterback, so imagine the pressure that was on him in terms of the running game. He did some some just tremendous things. His value is extremely high. He won't be happy with me sitting at three, I'm sure. Number two. Number two, Kristen McCaffrey, Mr. Do-It-All, whether it was in Carolina or San Francisco, He's a guy that if he was completely healthy throughout the season, he could pick him up and put him down. Statistically, he'll probably never be an 1,800-yard rusher, 1,900-yard rusher, but he does so much both in the run game and in the passing game. He's such a threat. That's why San Francisco immediately, when he was available, went out and got him. Number one. Number one for my liking and my money last year and coming into this year, Josh Jacobs 
of the Raiders. 1,600-yard rusher, plus leading the National Football League last year. Averaged about five-point yards a pop. 12 touchdowns for an offense that struggled at times throughout the course of the season. Will he remain at number one? This remains to be seen. There are some guys that potentially could be on the list, but these are the top five. Let me hit it with you starting with Josh Jacobs at one, Christian McCaffrey at two, Nick Chubb at three, Saquon Barkley at four, and Aaron Jones at five. And I'm sure there's people out there, Jay, that's going to take some issues with my list, starting with Max Kellerman. Well, there's always issues with the list. I mean, the only thing is I I know that Derrick Henry had a down year for the first time in his career, but I I mean, he's a a top five running back in the league to me. I mean, all he did was rush for 13 touchdowns. I mean, the guy had rushed over 1,500 yards in a down year. In a down year. And by so the way, running in a, in a style that usually people are more dual threat and he's old school and still getting it like that. Derrick Henry's one. Who else? You know, Jonathan Taylor can be there. You know, if he stays healthy, he had a little bit of a down year because he was injured. Derrick Henry, I would love to block for Derrick Henry. Yeah, There's no question about it. I just think when I look at these running backs, dual threats are important. Now what can you do? Yeah. Can you – not only run a linebacker and a safety over, can you put your foot in the ground and run a route on him? Can you uh, pick up, blitz pick up when we need you to on third down? Can you be in every single down back? I think that's important. Derrick Henry, look, people are afraid of him. We saw what he did to Josh Norman uh, on whatever night that was when he put that stiff arm down. There's nothing wrong with him being at six. He could easily be at three. If this two, is a year or two whatever. ago, he might be at one, right? Might I mean, be like, at one. he was going in the playoffs. Every team knew what was coming, and yeah, he was still, he's still getting, getting 200 yards. And he's still crazy getting it done. What about, what about if you have McCaffrey at two? And a lot of people would have McCaffrey at one, I think. Mm-hmm. If you have McCaffrey at two, what about little uh, McCaffrey Jr.? What about Austin Eckler, who well, does Austin a lot Eckler of the same what, stuff? Top five? Yeah. Where would you have him in the top five? I, I would have. I don't, so I don't know. I haven't done the list, but he would be in my top five. Austin Eckler <laughs> basically does what McCaffrey does. Just do said, list you know, all right, my list would be Saquon one. I'll give it to you. Saquon one, McCaffrey two, and then I got to think Nick Chubb three. Nick Chubb three. Never good. I might have – now it comes down. See, I, I, Eckler's maybe five, maybe five. So Josh I mean, Jacobs wouldn't be anywhere in there. That's crazy. See, Max, I think no, I have I, to put I, you. Okay, Jake, uh, Jacobs Eckler. I think That's you get my yourself one, two, into a trap. Jacobs Eckler? Yeah. I think you get oh, yourself into gosh. a trap, right? Okay, got I, it. I think you, Austin Eckler is a really good running back. I think really he's good. top 10. I don't think he's top five. Oof, in the guys, he does a lot. Yeah, you, and a, you make the a, case for a, him, but top here, five. Here, let me give you his numbers. No, he's Max. A, Max, he's a good back. Yeah. But he's not a yes. top five, five back in the league? running back. Okay. He's just he, Max, tell me let, five let, let, backs. I'm not even talking hold on, hold about on. his numbers. I'll give you, let me give you the numbers. Don't, don't be scared of the numbers. numbers. He played all 17 games, 915 yards on the ground with 13 touchdowns, and then through the air, 722 yards with five touchdowns. That's a good back. That's a good back. A good back? That's a good that's a back. That's a lot of That's total yards did from scrimmage. Just, He's getting 1,600-something yards with 18 your, touchdowns. You're making a case for top five. Yes. Max, did top you Top five is yes. different than top 10, top 11. No, I did understand. You, did you just say he played 17 games? Yeah. He gave me less than 1,000. In 17 games. Did Less you, than 1,000. Did you, you just, just say through, No, yeah, through the air wait, and wait, on wait, the wait, ground. Wait, wait, wait. How, many, how many did he give you on the ground? 915. He okay. gave you less than 1,000 on the ground. Mm-hmm. Partly, probably not his fault because they had to throw the ball at times. Yeah, 4.5 yards a carry. Okay. It's okay. probably not his fault in terms of statistics. And then you said he gave how much in the air? 722. So he caught the ball out of the backfield pretty well. 
Mm-hmm. Gave you some, some yardage. 107 receptions, every, 722 every, yards, five touchdowns. Every one of these guys that I picked, and I didn't even pick them based on, based on the numbers, they all gave me over 1,100 yards on the ground. And I didn't even – I understand you have a I certain even, you have a preference. I didn't there. even look at the numbers when I picked the top five. I asked New later on. I said, give me some numbers. I didn't look at the numbers either, you but know? when I he, don't hear Austin Eckler, I look up the numbers and I think, wait a minute, he does a lot. Yeah. In fact, he does a little more than I thought not, he did last year. I'm not year. taking Austin Eckler over uh, Josh Jacobs. I'm sorry. I'm just not – Okay, put, I put Josh it. Jacobs probably four and Austin I'm Eckler not five. Taking, so who are you I'm taking, taking off this over? top five list for Austin Eckler, Max? Aaron Jones. Because this is getting more Aaron erroneous Jones. by the second. You're Aaron taking Jones. Aaron Jones off – Yeah. You can't even say that with a straight face. If I have to, yeah, I'll do it. You can't even say that with a straight face. There are only I bet you Green Bay ain't taking Aaron Jones off their team for Austin Eckler. Now, how I much don't you know. Austin Eckler does fifth, a lot, guys. Fifth straight year in which he earned 80-plus rushing yards. I mean, I, uh, you got, Aaron Jones. Okay. I mean, I'm just I saying, can't. 722. Let me do the math real quick. 1,637 Aaron yards Jones, 18 career touchdowns. Highs, career highs and forced missed tackles. Per I'm going to let y'all argue that. Plays. If you have 1,600 plus yards from scrimmage with 18 touchdowns, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.